for another one. I, yeah, this, the show just gets better and better, really. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's funny. I guess I was anticipating who, did somebody say 17 was going to have some angst or did they say 18? Oh, 19. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting some angst in this episode and then Mm -hmm. there really wasn't any. Mm -hmm. So it kind of threw me off. But that's because I misheard, obviously. Well, and I feel like it sort of confirms how next episode's going to (laughs) end. Right. Um, If we're to expect angst in 19. So, Mm -hmm. but it's all right. I'm prepared for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Um, So, yes. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And if you haven't figured it out already, we're talking about Harry Artisan, Volume 17 today. Um, yep. Before we get fully into it, uh, I – crap, what did I want to say to you? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I really don't remember. I mean, I, I know I was pretty excited. I wanted to acknowledge and mention um, all the new casting announcements for the yes. upcoming rom-com – from Aisha, send in because mm-hmm. we have so many EK alums in it. And yeah, I, yeah, I'm just even more excited about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start filming on May 6th. So hopefully we'll get a teaser within a couple weeks from that. I'm just, I'm excited. And there's yeah. like, there's one other rom-com that is piquing my interest because Merve from Harrier Day Sen is mm-hmm. the female lead. And, um, Ilhan, I always forget his last name. I want to say like Sensen um, from AMI is the male lead. So um, I don't even know the preface yet, but I'm like, they look like they'll, they, they look like they'll be good together. So um, yeah, so we'll see how full I'm kind of like, I think those are the only two that will pique my interest, which is probably good because it's not like I need a summer full of right. <laughs> DZs to watch. Right. Um, and then um because of all of your poetic waxing the last two weeks i started a business proposal you are almost done with that already i have yeah i have two episodes okay okay (laughs) i did finish it so you can text me about it if you need to okay good yeah um yeah so i have 11 and 12 left to watch oh my gosh i like listen i know it's just the secondary couple but that glasses removing kiss oh it was the glasses removal scene around the world everybody has seen that (laughs) little gif because it is so perfect it's so hot it is so perfect yeah yeah it's so good (laughs) and i think i think what makes it really great is that it clearly wasn't meant to i don't think it was meant to be like the scene i mean yes like they got together i don't think they were anticipating like that was going to be the five seconds that everyone just, like, lost their minds over. No. Um, but it know, deserves it. It absolutely deserves it. And, you know, in all reality, he was probably like, all right, we're going to be making out. My glasses are going to smash her face. Like, let me just remove them from the situation. Well, they had already started kissing. It's, uh-huh. it, it, when you're seeing it in context, it's obviously a practical move. Right. That he's like, let me take – let me get these out of the way. Mm-hmm. But they have – excellent chemistry that secondary couple i totally agree it's very good i almost think they have better chemistry than the two leads (laughs) oh i no i totally agree i mean don't get me wrong i love the i love the main storyline oh me too yeah love i mean they share some really great 
you know, squealy moments. You know, they have the I, – I did text you and I was like, we need a name for this phenomenon because – and I always – I refer to it as a tropelet because it's usually a trope that happens within a bigger trope. Um, it's not a main trope. But when – Character A is like looking out at, you know, the ocean or a beautiful mountain horizon mm. or whatever. They're looking at something lovely and they're like, oh my gosh, this view is just beautiful, isn't it? And character B is very clearly looking at character A mm-hmm. and then and is not like the scene or and the not the scene or the, or the no. fireworks. No. And he says, Yes, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we experience this in EK. Yeah. Um, we've experienced it a few times in diff- books and shows up. And then it happened in Business Proposal with the fireworks. And I was like, we need a name for that. Like, it's so – it's so – I just love it. It's something mm-hmm. very simple. I don't care if it's overused and it happens all the time. It's it's perfect and yeah. it's great. It's just – ugh, makes me melt. Well, because who wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that situation where you're viewing something spectacular and you're impressed with the view, but the person that you're with is – couldn't care less about the view because they're way too interested in staring at you instead. (laughs) You, yes. Come on. Give me a break. Come on. You're a liar if you say that that wouldn't get you. Um, So, yeah. But I'm like, there's not like a good – you know, because there's, you know – all these little mini tropes, there's only one bed. Um, you know, we have all these names, but I'm like, there is not a way to condense that into like five words or less. I like, know. There's just yeah. not. Um, but if somebody has a way to do that, please let us know. Um, yeah. We'd be very curious. But yeah, no, I agree about the chemistry. And it's not that they, the main characters, the main couple doesn't have chemistry. I just don't think it's quite as palpable as – Mm-hmm. the secondary leads um yeah so i would totally immediately watch a k-drama that the two of them would be the main leads in like they have really cute um like press videos that you can find too yeah you know ask actually, heidi yes and say heidi sent me one and i haven't it's like 10 minutes long and i haven't watched it yet yeah. um but yes heidi i definitely want to of, of cute stuff with the two of them talking about how they're are they each other's type in real life? That kind of a uh-huh. thing. It's really cute. <laughs> so stinking cute. Uh, yeah, she's a wealth of K-drama knowledge. She has like two oh, yeah. threads going that she has like pinned or something on Twitter where she's like, if you're in the mood for this, watch this K-drama. Like it's – yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah. And then as far as reading goes, I finished um, the second no- the second Novel. novella within – yeah. Yes, I finished not that. This- a, it's not a novel. What am I, saying? <laughs> I finished that one this morning, so I'll start the next one tonight in Assassin's Blade. Um, I really like Irene. Is that how you say it, even though it's spelled with an I? Or is it like Irene? I call her Irene. I don't think it's okay. Wyrene or I'm pretty sure it's Irene. Okay, well, that's just what I'm going to call her. I yeah. do like her, so I want to see more of – I mean, I'm sure I'll see more of her. Otherwise, I don't know why she would have her own little – novella but i would like to know more about her and like and stuff anyways okay um she peaked i'm just taking it in i'm not gonna give you any responses (laughs) she she piqued my interest so i was like oh i want to know more about her and i loved i loved how it ended where um she's actually able to just like leave and walk out of there finally um the situation she's in so Mm -hmm. anyways yeah the next one the next few are really good. The next one, the assassin, 
And the and the some, desert. Yes. Yeah. I'd say the word deserts in it. Is very good. Okay. Well, that one I'm starting tonight. Um, okay. Probably after I finish business proposal because I'll probably watch yeah. the final two episodes after we're done recording. So. Yeah. I started um, last night, but it's a little longer. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start tonight just in case. Because you and Mallory read a lot faster than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She does. She reads fast too. She She's mm-hmm. – she might read faster than I do, honestly. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah. Um. I think that was it. I I feel like there was something else I wanted to tell you, but if it pops into my head, I'll just well, I'll just bring it up. But okay. Well, um, I just need to make a statement mm-hmm. that everybody, whether you are into Marvel or not, you need to watch Moon Knight because it's very good, and Oscar oh. Isaac is a gift. Uh, at in in that role, it's so good. <laughs> I it made me cry the most recent episode. Really, and I was like, this show would be nothing if it were not for Oscar. I, I mean, that's that's a lot to say, but he's just so good. He's so good, and they really needed that level caliber of an actor for that role. Okay, and oh, it's it's so good. It's so good. So like and I don't mar- even know like the context. I know the tiniest, tiniest little bit of context about okay. the character, the comic okay. book character, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. It's just very good. Ethan Hawke does a killer job in it. Ooh. It's like it's it's excellent. I recommend okay. it to anybody. If you've been on the fence, just do it. Just watch it. Kristen, I know you're not like comic book whatever. Well, that's what but I was going to ask is, you. Like, if different. there's no – okay. Okay. And you don't need any context. And a yeah. lot of that comic books, like I don't read comic books, right. but I watch all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And and if you if you watch, you you figure it out and you'll okay. But this one is pretty separate. There aren't really references to other Marvel characters or anything okay. like that. You don't need to know the MCU. Um so I I just okay. wanted to say that. Okay. Because <laughs> it's no, been and you, you totally really, answered really good. <laughs> and then, yeah, you totally answered what my question would have been. It's like, okay, well, can you read it? Like, or read it. I was going to say, can you read it as a standalone? I meant. Well, and there is. <laughs> can you watch it as a standalone? <laughs> there is a. Um, how do I say this? <laughs> so there's almost like a, like a super suit kind of a situation. Okay. And. One of the versions of this suit mm-hmm. is like a like a formal looking suit. Mm-hmm. So you get some really great forearm action Ooh. with Oscar Isaac. Um, maybe, like rolled sleeved forearm action? I, you know, I'm going to send you a picture so that you can understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are going to be people out there who know exactly okay. what I'm talking about. That version of the suit, I was like, this should not be this attractive right now. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> there's something wrong with me. Oh anyway, um, yeah, yes, if, if, if you know exactly what I'm talking, what about, talking about, then, <laughs> then um, I feel you. Because I've seen, I've seen you send a tweet about it a little bit. Um, it's it's so good okay it's and so it's good. on disney plus right um yes okay okay yeah i have disney plus and so. the finale will be out i think wednesday okay so i should probably mute the tag then so because that's that's usually when you, tweets and you things should explode. especially especially after this last episode okay mute yeah mute it 
for okay. sure. Yeah, I, I don't keep I just mute so much stuff. I muted like business proposal stuff, even though mm-hmm. most of that hoopla is done and over because the finale aired a couple weeks ago now. Um, but I was like, well, just in case there's stuff floating around out there. Mm-hmm. Um I muted it so that I'm not spoiled for the last two episodes. And then Moran actually started watching it. She was texting me about um, the first, like, four episodes this morning. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Um, Moran, who we got to meet and squeeze and hug, who we've mentioned on the podcast, I'm sure, several times. So um, I'm sure most of you know who we're talking about. But we actually got to see her in the flesh yesterday. And We love you, Moran. It was the best <laughs> and we love you so much. Yes, it was the coolest thing. Um Oh, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley's text just came through. I mean, (laughs) I mean. Look, you can like, this is not even Uh that. It's like a, not even that sharp of an image. And you can see (laughs) all those veins. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Is that a, is that a, um. Is that a waistcoat he's wearing? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. It sure is. Dang. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That should be the image that's used for people to be like, hey, I know watch the, this the show. like other promo poster. I'm like, uh-huh. don't show that one. Show yeah. people this one. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're like, trying to get the demographic <laughs> yeah, the- <laughs> of like 18 to 40 year old women, uh-huh. you need to show them this picture. A hundred percent. Yeah, and the way he's like, yeah, well, uh-huh. the way his like arm he's, is bent, it's, so it was one side like the his biceps are like bulging, and, he and then you also see his on, forearm on the other one, and it's like he's in the middle of rolling up the sleeve uh-huh. of his shirt, uh-huh. which is even better. And there's that whole vein that runs like the whole length uh-huh. of his arm right there, and now, you don't even realize he's wearing a creepy looking mask because you immediately right. hone in on the waistcoat uh-huh. and the arm. <laughs> Now, full disclosure, you only get to see him in this form a handful of times, maybe two, maybe three. Well, that's but rude. When it happens, it's it's lovely. Dang. Yeah. Okay. So well, perhaps I'll start that after business <laughs> proposal ends. <laughs> good PR, Ashley. Good PR. I know mm-hmm. my audience is that's what I'll <laughs> you say. Do, you do. <laughs> you absolutely do. Okay. Um <laughs> What are we talking about on this podcast? I know. Well, we're going to talk about Demir and Celine and lovely, lovely humans. So many good moments. So many good moments this episode. It They do such a good job of they meaning like just the show in general. Um, You know, because we've been... They have now – we're in episode 17. So they have officially been in a rela- – this is the fourth episode that they mm-hmm. have actively been in a relationship um, because, you know, 14, 15 – yeah, this is the fourth episode. Yeah. And I'm not bored. Me I'm either. Not, because normally here's the thing, and I will fully admit this, for the most part, mm-hmm. I enjoy the buildup, which I still very much do. And then usually it's like – after they get together, I'm like, okay, they're, let's have, like, wonderful, you know, adorable bliss for, like, two episodes. And then just let the show end. Like, mm-hmm. the end, happily ever after, goodbye. Um, and this, I do not feel that way. I'm not like, oh, we're four episodes into them being in a relationship and it's, like, stagnant or it's boring. Right. Um, wait, let's wrap this up and give them their HEA. Right. Like, there's still – there's a really good balance of, like, there are things they still are both working through. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, there are still things they need to tell each other too. There are still things they need to tell each other. Um, and yeah, I was just thinking about that because I was like, yeah, this was the fourth full episode of them being together and it still feels fresh. Um, and, but also not because you see other things progressing and things like that between them. Um, but the fact that they both still have these insecurities to work through. I mean, and they're working mm-hmm. through them, especially Demir. Right. We're really seeing him work through this stuff because they both are clingy. They're both afraid of the other one just about like one wrong little move or one breathing of the wrong way and the other one's going right. to disappear on them. Um, right. Kind of some separation anxiety sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you see them working through – you see them – you see it in these cute aspects. Um like when mm-hmm. he's like, well, I don't care what time it is. Just call me and I'll come get you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're not spending the night over there fully. You're coming home. Um, but not – but also, you know, two – maybe two episodes ago, he might have been like, um, no, please come home. Like – Right. You know, come home by nine or something. You know what I mean? Like not mm-hmm. – no matter how late it is, I'll just come get you. So right. you see these little progressions with it while there's they're still clearly a struggle there that they're – that's being worked through. Um. Well, and it seems like their struggles complement each other, mm-hmm. where yes. it isn't something where the struggle is pushing them farther away from each other. It's more of it's pushing them further together. Yeah. Yes. Which, which is ideal. Ideal you know? and very necessary, just in general, but also very right. necessary because they're going to need that strength when all of this hits the fan because it is all right. gonna hit the fan like mm-hmm. no she's doubt. she's gonna find out I, honestly i would be shocked if it doesn't like i just don't see how there's any way it doesn't happen next episode um, there's no way so you yeah. know we're leading to that so it's like to kind of strengthen those other areas is a good thing mm-hmm. um so that hopefully the that will play a role in how this is dealt with and it's not just like break up don't ever i don't want to see you again you lied to me right. goodbye it's like it's going to be more layered and nuanced than that because it's like well it's not that cut and dry um, well and they're building they've been building their whole foundation mm-hmm. together it's their relationship is very characteristic of the mm-hmm. house that they live in together it's <gasps> such a metaphor yeah. during the whole time that they've been in that house because it's they really have been building a foundation and we see everything happening with the house with first it's mm-hmm. Aline's but you see these echoes of Demir's past and then he it kind of pushes his way in with his mm-hmm. own decorations and everything just the way that he pushed his way into the house period yeah. yeah and now they're in a state where the house is kind of in unity so to speak where it's a space for both of them it's their yeah. house and that as a relationship that's really where they're at too mm-hmm. and so i feel like because they are united in mm-hmm. in that way and because they have kind of built up this foundation to their relationship that really is a big requirement because every relationship is going to go through ebbs and flows and you're mm-hmm. no matter what you're going to go through hard times so if but if you have a strong enough foundation together in your communication and your relationship and all these different things, then you'll be able to weather the storm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there will still be a storm, but you're much more equipped for it. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to sink you at the first, you know, right. gust of wind. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. So, again, despite the fact that we have this 
kind of dark cloud looming over us of the secret mm-hmm. um it overall it was just a really good episode i mean still a little too much a lule where i'm like okay i get it you're sad i don't need to see you crying over demir and sniffing his shirt like i don't care anymore um i still i don't hate her because again she's right. you know she's very clear um i think if there if you can even have a favorite quote a little scene i honestly believe i for me it's the one where she winds up convincing him to come in for coffee early on in the episode because poor celine is like please drive you know please drive her home she had an asthma attack don't let her take a taxi mm-hmm. um and so he re- very reluctantly does and you know he's He's so careful, too. Like, he does – man, he does not give her any mixed signals. He's – Right. I mean, he's not outright cruel. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he's short and uh, curt and um, not going out of his way to be kind. But he doesn't need to. Right. Um, well, and he still expresses concern because he's like, right. um, it's really dusty in here. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to relapse if you stay here tonight. And she's – that kind of helps her explain that's why Celine invited me. Right. She knew it was going to be really dusty. So he's not rude. He right. still understands that this is a scary thing she has to deal with. And, of mm-hmm. course, he wouldn't want her to get hurt. Sure. But like you said, yeah, he's very respectful. He makes sure he keeps himself at a distance. Right. He's not running around trying to clean it up for her and make it a nice right. air purified home or calling and getting a housekeeper to come for her. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, um. Which technically, if he wanted to do either of those things, that could be defended under like, well, he's just common decency. But it's like, nope, that could totally send mixed signals. The wrong right. idea. But when they do sit down for coffee and, you know, it's it's stilted and awkward because, again, he's like, you've got two minutes. Like, yeah. Um, and she starts to talk about stuff and she's like, you know, I, I can definitely see um, – the Celine thing now because she had kind of explained like I actually thought you were with Ida and that didn't make sense she's not your type and he does mm-hmm. kind of say like um are we here for you to even talk about what my type is like that's not even right. for you to like um try comment to assess on. or comment on yeah mm-hmm. um but you know she is just trying to say like she gets it especially after spending time with Celine she can absolutely mm-hmm. see you know why um this is someone Demir would love. And she does flat out ask him if he's in love with her. And he's like, mm-hmm. yep, sure I am. And this right here is where I'm like, okay, this is where you are set apart from so many other DZ ex girlfriends or boyfriend villains. It, because she's not really a villain. Um, mm-hmm. Is that she says, basically she acknowledges, yeah, that sucks and hurts to hear. But right. if I truly love you, like I say I do. Mm-hmm. Then I just want your happiness. And if Celine is what makes you happy and who makes you happy, then believe it or not, I'm happy for you. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that is exactly – like, that is exactly how it should be. You're you're yeah. you're still acknowledging, like, yeah, I'm attached and, yeah, I love you. Um, but you don't feel the same way and you've got someone in your life, you know, who you care for, who clearly cares for you. And because I love you, I'm not just like, oh, somebody else has the toy that I was playing with first and now I want it back. Um, if I genuinely love you, then I I need to be happy for you and so I am. Um, right. Yeah, because she's actually a uh, a mature character mm-hmm. and she's actually acting in a very normal way that a lot of people would act with somebody that – 
they were involved with and loved yeah. and still love. And I this really felt like a pivotal moment to me with mm-hmm. Elul's character because it really seems like this is a bit of a turning point where she is really realizing, okay, he's actually in love mm-hmm. here. This is not some quick thing that just happened and she's a fling or she's a rebound or mm-hmm. any of these potential things that can happen after somebody gets dumped in a horrible way, uh, even though it's been two years since that happened. Right. Elul is clearly seeing that this is a serious relationship. He really is in love. And it feels a little bit like maybe this is the last episode where we're really going to be seeing Elul kind of pining over him Mm -hmm. and having these emotional moments because it seems like she really realized at that at the beginning through that conversation Mm -hmm. okay i don't have a chance here and i need to make sure i get some closure and i step away and i get demir kind of out of my mind of thinking that maybe there's some potential possibility of us getting back together at any point and i feel like we kind of see her grieving that and mourning mm-hmm. that through this episode um but hopefully i mean she has her her box her demir box mm-hmm. um with all the stuff we've all had the box <laughs> right right and a, and part of me was thinking okay maybe this is kind of a symbolic thing mm-hmm. like she's collecting all the stuff she's putting it in the box and she's closing that chapter because yeah. she has clearly seen from Demir that he is in love and then she sees from Celine that Celine is very much in love and I think she's kind of realizing okay it's over my time is done well yeah and in a later scene which we can get into the details of that scene when we get there but in a later scene she she does she's talking about a different situation but she's clearly also talking about herself because she's like you know, yeah, maybe once maybe once he realizes the mistake he made, he can fix it. Or maybe he won't be able to. But mm-hmm. that will be on him and that's his journey. And he'll need yep. to accept that. And she's obviously, you know, she's talking about Bora, which let's talk about that next. But, um, you know, she's seeing for herself, like, yeah, I made the choices I made. And while mm-hmm. it would have been great if I could come back and fix the mistakes I made over the last two years – um, the way I wanted to fix them, I would love that. But also I need to acknowledge these are the consequences of the choices I made. And right. so now I need to live with them. I need to, I need to quote, fix them in a different way. And for her, it's like you said, like getting that closure, putting the box away, mourning, right. you know, you know, crying into his shirt, hopefully for the last time, mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of thing. And even her saying like, listen, you don't have to worry about me with Celine, which I kind of like that he's like, I'm not actually worried about you with you with Celine. Like, that's not even what this is. I just don't, I just don't want to upset her. Like, right. it's, right. you know, um, and she's like, well, listen, like, aside from you, I did commit to doing a job here. So I right. want to get the finances in order and then I will go back to London. Like, I, it's clear to me and that's what I'm going to do. And he, you know, is like, again, can't blame him. He's like, well, pardon me if I don't trust the words you say. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and she – but she also does say, hey, you've changed in these last two years. Well, so have I. So, yeah, maybe you don't have a reason to, but I am asking you to trust me on this one last time so that I can show you. Like, that. I do mean that. I want to do my job. I want to leave the company in a better position than it was when I came here. And then I will Mm -hmm. go back to where I came from because there's nothing left for me here. Right. Um. So I did appreciate that. 
Yeah. Isn't it kind of cool how this episode, everything, all of kind of the secondary stories that were happening or the two main secondary stories that were happening were also indicative and parallel to what is happening in Seldem's yes. relationship. Totally. And yes. The totally whole love that. thing. I was like, this is really smart writing and it was yes. a really good way to get the secondary stories moving to keep mm-hmm. their storylines continuing in a very logical way and making sense to how they have already been tracking. Yes. But also paralleling the issues that Seldem needs to work through and is going to be dealing with very, very soon. Yes. Like, because generally, not always obviously, but generally when a secondary, you know, character or storyline is something symbolic to the first characters it's literally just to push that plot right and it doesn't necessarily make sense it just feels like a plot device it might be really off the wall or or kind of feel like it's coming out of left field right yeah um whereas like this was such a good balance of both like you said where it's like no the things happening whether celine and demir were dealing with these same issues those secondary characters, those same exact things could happen and it would yeah. still make perfect sense to their stories and Absolutely. the show. Um, but the fact that they found a way to, yes, tie that all in where it's like, you know, Ebo and I, like, man, this dumb man. Like, <laughs> such like a dumb what man. an idiot. <laughs> like, really, bro, you really didn't think this through? You the- didn't think about the potentials of what could happen when you do something like this? Yeah. The- <laughs> Let's talk about their situation because, you know, it's – okay. So Ebo finally is ready to introduce – he's like – Finally. Yes. Finally ready to introduce Merve – or Merve, Ida to, you know, his closest friend because, you know, mm-hmm. we know it's been an issue for a while with them. So she's very excited. Um, and as the day goes on, other things happen, which, you know, we'll put a pin in that because this is big and I want to spend time talking about the other right. issue. but. Um, when it comes down to it, when it's time to leave, she's kind of like, oh, shoot, I forgot because this big thing happened. Like, dang it, I want to be here for my friend, but I absolutely want to go and do this important thing with my boyfriend. And, you know, so the other girls are like, no, it's fine. Go do – you had this planned. Go spend that time with Evo, meet his friend, and then just come see us later when the date's over. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. So – you know, he even makes like a little cheeky comment like, well, if your mind and heart are stuck with them, just go with them. And she's like, no, I want to go and meet your friend. Right. So they get to this house. <laughs> and I'm like, when – what is her name? Mouge? Mujet? Mujer? No. Mugger? Anyway. Anyways. Yes. I, maybe it's Mugger. Mugger? I don't yeah. care enough. But she answers the door, which I to- – for me, I laughed hysterically because yes. um, – I well, I recognized her from oh. Marashla, and she's a oh. very she's very short haired brunette. She's like a secret agent, like a very different character. But I immediately recognized How her face, funny. so it just it made me laugh. But um, so yeah, she opens the door, and you immediately are like, "Oh my gosh, you have got to be kidding me!" Now, not like it's cool. You want to introduce her to a friend you've had forever, and that happens to be a friend of the opposite sex. Great. Right. Yeah, I wasn't quite as thrown off. I was like, okay, I maybe, it's a girl. Let's see this how is a it's surprise. going. Mm-hmm. Ida, I don't know how Ida's going to feel about it. She's still feeling a little insecure about their relationship. So 
you know, we'll see. It could really not be that big of a deal because mm-hmm. some people have best friends who are of the opposite sex and it right. really isn't that big of a deal. Right. But I was like, all right, we need to see how this how this proceeds. <laughs> so they walk in. She's clearly uncomfortable. He's clearly very comfortable. He pulls his jacket up. He goes to help mm-hmm. her in the kitchen. They're already kind of like bantering back and forth. Um yeah. And then Ida sees this picture that she still has up of her and Ebo from clearly Aww. when they were in a relationship because you don't take a picture on a swing like that with, like, <laughs> just your friend. Um, so she's already kind of like, uh, okay, what is going on here? Like, and then as the night goes on, these two are just very comfortable with each other, very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and Ida's doing her best to try to, like, get to know her. Like, oh, did you guys meet? Like, do you also love animals? Are you a vet? Are you the-? And she's kind of like. She really is being a good sport through this yes. whole first section of everything. Yes. It really seems like she's trying. And I was like, okay, good for you, Ida. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> like, this could have been way worse. But mm-hmm. she's doing really well so far. So then they start talking about how they met. And this is where I'm like, Ebo, you idiot. You should have told her all of this ahead of time. Because you know this girl, well, uh, and you know her. You've exactly. known her forever. So you had to have known she was going to launch into this story. And you see it on his face yep. the second Ida asks because Ida's like, oh, well, then how did you guys meet? If you didn't – if you were in college together but you you didn't study the same thing, how did you meet? Right. And he is like, oh, we really don't need to go into this right now. Starts getting super cagey. Mm-hmm. But she, the friend, just goes right into it and she's like, oh, ha, 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 starts talking about college and she knew his sister. They all were going to college together and he comes in and he's all handsome and all the girls, all the girls want him because of how, how handsome and charismatic mm-hmm. he is. But she just swooped right in and snatched him when everybody else wanted him. And Ebo just starts to slowly sink mm-hmm. to be smaller and smaller and smaller. As he should because mm-hmm. – <laughs> But this and, – and honestly, the girlfriend too or, you know, it, come on, girl. Like you mm-hmm. really did not expect for his current girlfriend to have mm-hmm. any issue with you telling the story the way that you're telling the it. The way that you're telling it. It would be one thing to be like, oh, you know what? I've been friends with his sister forever. Like – we kind of tried the dating thing, realized it wasn't for us. We're just better as friends. And then, you know, that here would, we go. That would have been like um, like Jerry and Elaine on Seinfeld. Yes. They dated for a while. It really didn't end up working. Now they're really good friends. Mm-hmm. And they meet each other's current boyfriends right. and girlfriends during the whole series. And it's never this weird thing where they're like, oh, yeah, I just snatched him right up when everybody else wanted him. Ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha, ha. And his sister didn't even know. And when she found out, she lost her mind. Oh, she's just mm-hmm. being she mm-hmm. should not be talking about it no this way in no. front of Ida. <laughs> no. So it's like clearly you like that just makes me think like okay, you clearly either still have feelings for this dude. Mm-hmm. Like you you know. So at that point Ida shifts gears and as she should mm-hmm. and she starts making these little jabs which I loved where she's oh, like she's oh. done. She's she done. well she's is- like thinking I left my devastated friend for this mm-hmm. because I made this a priority because it was so important to you. But you mm-hmm. let me walk into the lion's den because you did not even tell. I thought we were coming to see a bunch of little kittens and it turns out it's a lion's den. Like, yeah. So she has every right to be the way she is right now. And yeah. she basically is kind of like, okay, you know, I'm going to 
to remove myself from this dinner. I have somewhere to be. And he's kind of like, no, you don't need to leave. She's like, no, sweetie, sit down. Hang out with your friend. I'm going to go see my friend. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And then when she tells her, like, by the way, um, like, good effort on the cooking. But if you ever want to learn, like, how to actually cook, like, I own a restaurant. So come see me at Happy Pie. And then she just nopes on out of there. And I'm like, yes, queen. That is how you do it. Because – she did not go into a rage and, like, get ridiculously emotional over it and just start flipping right. out and look like a psycho where it's, like, right. you know, it's just going to paint her in a bad light, even though she would have every right to lose her mind like that. Right. Um, she just gets her and little – Evo got the he, – he fully got the message yep. of her leaving and mm-hmm. why she was upset and why she yep. should be upset in this situation. Mm-hmm. And she made her exit and then yep. she could go do what she was meant to be doing with yep. her friends. Yep. So that is what she does. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Ebo, you stinking dummy. Um Yeah. So that's them. Yeah. Then so we Okay. All sprinkled throughout the episode. We still can very it's still very clear that there's trouble in paradise for Bora and Merve. He continues to be with his family. She's even expressing somewhere near the beginning, like, yeah, it's frustrating because he keeps choosing his family like over me and well, you know, like it's when they're with the Tezes and she basically says what we said last week of mm-hmm. he's not defending me. He won't mm-hmm. stick by my side. He keeps just uh, letting his family be upset and he isn't standing up for me in any yeah. way. So we're seeing what seems to be a shift yeah. with Bora and his behavior. Yep. And Merve in the sense of like she's – more more and more she's seeing like i like why am i taking this this is so upsetting right. um and so that happens so eventually at some point in the episode mm-hmm. um ida because remember last week demir was like i need to kind of help this guy out like i'm part of the yeah. reason this is happening i mean not really but yes i understand him wanting to be like okay i kind of helped place things into motion for this so yeah. let me see if i can get him a job and he like calls a headhunter friend or whatever has ida also you know ida also knows um this company person whatever so she basically asks merve hey has bora heard from them yet because they were supposed to be pretty quick on this like he should have gotten an email job offer something like that so merve's like you know let me call and find out mm-hmm. she calls bora and he's he basically tells her, like, no, I haven't received anything yet. And she's kind of like, oh, that's right. weird. What a bummer. Maybe they, like, went with someone else or something. But right. Ida's like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like, they were really eager to hire they, somebody. Yeah, they, they were, were excited about him. They, right. I think she even says that they told her, they told Ida, okay, we're going to reach out as soon as possible. Yes. And so she's like, you know, maybe I, – I think there's mention of, like, maybe it went to his junk folder or something. Like, where it's like, can we just right. check? Because it's going to look really bad if they actually did reach out and then they don't hear back. It's going to look bad on me for even – recommending him blah blah so merve toddles on downstairs and she's like yeah let me just check maybe it went somewhere else in his email and she goes to log in and and there's this little discourse too where they're like wait you have his password and she's like yeah he has mine who cares and clearly all the different perspectives about it because selene is like all stressed like well when do you get to that point in a relationship almost like wait should demir and i be um and Ida's like, what the heck? No, that's my personal information. I'm not sharing that. And right, um, right. even Osmie kind of has some little funny offhanded comment. Um, yeah. Well, she logs in and sees Ugh, that that it's right. Not only is it right there, mm-hmm. but he has Hasn't replied. It been opened. It's oh, been opened. Oh yeah, he replied. He replied and said, 
thank you for the job offer, but I've actually relocated and live in Antalya now. Yeah. So that is, I think, not only she, – she starts – she kind of flips out. She calls him. Oh, she, she absolutely flips out. She doesn't she, kind of flip out. Well, she no, no, I mean before she – I mean she kind of flips out. out before she calls him to like confirm this. Right, like, And then, right. it, yes, goes into full breakdown mode. But yeah, because she's clearly hurt, clearly upset, all of the things she should be because he flat out lied to her. And she calls him a liar yep. because – it, and and I don't even like at this point I'm like okay it's done they are done there's mm-hmm. no coming back from this no. when he has clearly lied about this and he's not just lying about something small he's not lying no. about oh I got the email and I haven't responded yet no he replied mm-hmm. making it very clear that he has no plans to come back yeah. to Istanbul yep. after he told his wife his wife mm-hmm. that it was going to be temporary mm-hmm. and he would be back very soon and yep. he's excited about the job yada 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 yep but he is a liar yep and that is exactly what she tells him and what again is so chef's kiss great about this scene is that it it gives it gives an opening for because you know demir and ida have kind of had their little bonding moments outside mm-hmm. of work now and understanding. Um, not that they have a super close personal friendship or relationship. That's going to take time for Demir to continue to break down those walls. Yeah. Um, even though they're Celine's friends. But this gives him an opening to really strike an understanding with Merve because he is literally watching her fall apart. And he's getting to see, like, I, I know exactly what that feels like. Yeah. And – Elul is actually getting to see what she did to Demir in the yes. flesh. Like, I loved that. She, I, you I see really the, yep, that. you see the look on her face where she's just like, "Holy crap, this is what I put him through." Mm-hmm. He, he's like got tears in his eyes because he's clearly like reliving it. Yeah. Um, through her, and obviously would not wish that upon anyone. And so the fact right. that he sees one of his employees, one of his girlfriend's closest friends, like going through that, mm-hmm. guts him because he, because she, you know, she's saying all kinds of stuff like, "Why did he even marry me then? Why is it he left me? He lied to me. He just took off and is, you know, all this stuff." Well, and she, she isn't even letting the girls get close to her. No. She's feeling even more ashamed and more embarrassed and more upset mm-hmm. because she is the one who proposed to him. Yep. And she's like, I made the offer. I'm yep. the one who did this. And he said, yes, he accepted the mm-hmm. offer. He married me. He, you know, promised me mm-hmm. by going through that marriage. But she's been fully, fully betrayed by this man mm-hmm. at this point. And he just cuts straight through. He picks her up. He walks her out of there. This got me so teary-eyed because I was was, like, he's the perfect person to do this right now. He He truly knows and understands her pain. And he's like, no, I can't let her just sit here and wallow in the situation in uh, with all these with people all these, staring yes, at her yes and she's going through this horrific situation mm-hmm. in front of all of them he's like i yeah. need to help her i need to get yep. her out of here yeah and he picks her up and takes her out and i was like oh my gosh to me i know because no, number one it's again him slowly breaking down those walls of like employees are employees and nothing else right. like if that was still his perspective, he would not have done what he did. No. He might have shooed everybody out of the room, but more out of, like, 
hey, this is a place of work and this is not the place for this to happen. Right. Or, um, oh, do you need to go home, Merve? Like, do you need right. the day off? Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, he takes her and he just sits with her on the bench. Now, the my only wish is like, man, if we – if the – if the Alul stuff was public, at least to – or if not public, but at least Celine knew, he mm-hmm. would be able to even, like, reach out even more to her because he would be able to be like, listen, nobody but Celine knows this, but – Right. Like, well, because- I literally have been through that because there's a few times where she's like, do you know what it's like to be abandoned by your family? Well, do you know and what this she- feels like? is i don't think feeling quite as open to him Mm -hmm. as well because she's like oh you're gonna say i told you so aren't you Mm -hmm. that's kind of what she's anticipating from him because she doesn't know Mm -hmm. she doesn't know his past she doesn't know what he's been through and he can't even (laughs) offer her that comfort right so i mean he just tries to say no i just wanted you to be able to get some fresh air i wanted you to get you out of that situation um you know but you know clearly that you know, um, at one point, I even think he says, oh, because it's after she reveals, like, that she had proposed to him, like, right over there. And he's kind of like, yeah. oh, shoot, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought you here then, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she does kind of spout off. And he's like, no, that's not what I'm going to say. I just, you know, wanted to get you out of that situation. And she kind of vents a little bit more then about, you know, I he, – he chose his family over me, but I gave up my family for him. Like, do you know what mm-hmm. it's like to be abandoned by your whole family? And while he doesn't say yes, he does basically say – it feels crappy essentially right. like it feels right. terrible and she's like yeah it does and it's so sweet because she kind of you know she gets overwhelmed again and you see him almost fully break through that barrier because he mm-hmm. wants to reach out and touch her and comfort her and like pat her on the shoulder he's not quite there yet yeah so he does pull back but he still you know he hands her a tissue Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know what? Like, I know where we need to go. And she's like, please don't bring me back to the office. I'm not yeah. ready. And he's like, no, no, that's not where I'm going to take you. I no. I think this will help. I, I love Okay. <laughs> Ashley text you guys. Ashley texted me when she got to this part. <laughs> I, like, screamed. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? It was like that, that office, office gift where it's like, everyone, it's happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, the second they showed Demir walking, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's happening. This uh-huh. is really happening. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> no. The hope, the hope <laughs> that I was feeling, I was like, I should not be getting my hopes up right now, but I'm so, so happy. <laughs> the well, the well of hope is filleth up. Um, but now on the opposite side of that though, poor Vedat has no idea they're coming. I know. He's kind of blindsided because like, Demir's basically like, well, this is essentially a therapist's office and like just do to her what you've done for me and Celine, like where you just had us digging and planting stuff. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, you have a calming way about you. You yeah. don't understand. There's something about you that makes everybody calm. Everybody gets chill. So she, ne- you just need to let her spend some time here. And he's like, wait, this is the real Merve? Like the one yeah. who went against your wishes and that? And he's like, yeah, but basically like, things aren't great. She needs, you know. And so... I, I like at one point, too, when he's like, Demir, I can't tell this brokenhearted woman. I can't order her around to, like, <laughs> plant plants and dig up soil and, um, you know. But he's like, yeah, you can do it. He says that whole thing that you just said. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of like, okay, have a good time. Merve Hanum, see you later. Like, yeah. and gets out of there. And, um, you know, so at one at one point, you know, they're actively working and stuff and she's still right. having a rough time. She's like wiping her face every other second with the back mm-hmm. of the dirty gloves. And he's like, be careful. You're going to wind up 
like covered in soil more more than these plants are right and she's like i'm sorry i'm probably bothering you i'm not even being productive or getting this done and she kind of goes off into a spiel that's really a metaphor because she's like yeah you know she just starts talking about how like i guess i'll just dig it up and do it again and life is just one big eraser board and it's like yeah she's like she's like the plants will live and then they're gonna die anyway and then, <laughs> it's like really really sad basically so like, like there's no point in me doing any of this anyway because it's all nothing's gonna matter in the end it's not gonna last and, so he's like okay come sit down for a second yeah and you know i love the picture he paints for her because you know he talks about listen like not all plants are alike. Some of them require a ton of light, but others would like basically burn up and shrivel under that kind of light. They need more shade. And, you know, well, some. And we get a little more context about Merve and we mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about her because he sits her down and he tells her to drink some water mm-hmm. and she just does it. He tells her to drink more and she does it. And he's like, do you always do what you're told immediately? And so she explains that her dad was a military general and. That her life has always been very structured. Mm -hmm. She's always had it planned out for her. And she kind of just goes with the flow and does what she's told. Mm -hmm. And the one singular time that she didn't do that, everything exploded and it all went badly. So she is feeling very lost at this point because the one time she was deciding to just trust her own judgment – now she's in this horrible marriage with a man who has essentially abandoned her. Yeah. And so, yeah, I loved how Vidot kind of went into his whole metaphor about the nursery. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. That was good because that was very important. Um, But yeah, so he just started explaining how different plants work. Like some, you know, some need this, some need that. Some of them you can plant in the same pot right next to each other and they, you know, coexist peacefully and they actually do well together. Others, if you were to plant them together, like the roots of this one would completely strangle the other one, um, you know, and like, so, it, you know, basically like, don't find yourself planted in the wrong pot. Like you need to find the 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 soil and whatnot that fits you. Yeah, um, so you can bloom and grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously Bora was not the proper plant for her to be Bora is a weed coexist yes exactly <laughs> um and so you know i love that that picture he painted for her is like you know yeah you just need to find the right the right one so that yeah so that you can bloom and grow and thrive and do well um i really i every episode that passes i just love a dot i more. know and i we do should, think <laughs> i do i do think i'm a little inclined to love a really sweet nice guy because that's what my husband is uh-huh. he's a very sweet nice guy <laughs> and like when there are characters like that i'm always like oh look at you like look at uh-huh. <laughs> look at you sweet baby angel you just Hello. you're so calm and you love the plants and you <laughs> you're you're offering all this wisdom to everybody and you're so happy for your friend who's in love even though you had a crush on Celine first and yeah. well not first but anyway yeah. i just I just I love know. him so much. The same thing happened with Osman. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to squeeze you. And now Vidat, I'm like, I love you so much. And he's going to be in Aisha's new DZ too. So I'm very excited I about know, that. I know. So um, 
he you know what vidat deserves his own merch we should we should <laughs> really get on designing some harrier day send merch for the store but vidat oh, we deserves... need like a sweet baby angel edition of merch where yes. it's like all of the sweet baby angels that we've had in all of the series we've covered yes because we have uh osman i would say malek like Melo oh, mostly for yes she is the sweet mm-hmm. baby angel of ozon yeah. from bayamlish mm-hmm. and um and then yes vidot from harrier de said because yes. yes those the sweet baby angels deserve deserve attention um yeah so they deserve justice mm-hmm. so um yeah so i just really i really love that i love that he again finally got to read the meet the real merve um while the circumstances suck, I'm like, well, she, technically her marriage is over, so like we could this could grow into something, and it wouldn't be like a bad thing. I know, um, I know. I was like, it's probably wrong for me to be. If she were my real friend, I wouldn't be like, right, Mary, you need to date yeah, him right yeah, now, right this second, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. since it's fictional, I'm mm-hmm. I feel okay about it. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So. So yeah, they work all day to the point where she just winds up passing out. She's exhausted. She falls asleep on one of those Adirondack chairs, and um, and when the girls come to pick her up, they're they're like, "Where is she?" And Osmie is like, kind of, we get we get <laughs> this like so babe thirsty. walk. <laughs> I know it's like it's not a babe walk, but it's a babe something because he's he's not walking, but he's it's, it's like it's what it. Well, I'm like, do I say this? Um. What is it? It's a – I'll say it's a showcase of competence is what it is. There you go. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> she basically is like, look at that competent mm-hmm. man working with his hands. Mm-hmm. And there's like a weird sort of, like you said, babe walk happening. <laughs> yeah. It was just funny because I'm like, he's putting one plant up somewhere. It was- yeah. It's <laughs> Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But yeah. and And she's so like thirsty for him. And like, um, it's funny because she's even makes some comments and stuff where Vidot is kind of like, wait, well, who is this? Like her little guy. handshake. When yeah. she- <laughs> He's like, yes. oh, hi. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then the girls sweep her off and, you know, they um, go to take care of her. So, um Shall we talk about the cell dem of it all now that we're nearly an hour into this episode? <laughs> yes. Well, t- granted, the the Mervay stuff was was big. And I totally all, agree. It yes. all was very relevant yes. to the cell dem storyline as well. Yes, a hundred percent. Especially when they go off to their separate girls' night, guy night stuff. Right. Um, because not a ton happens with cell dem this episode. They basically get their date. Which is the big thing. And mm-hmm. then um, – anyway. So, okay, but just a quick – do you – because the subs were atrocious this episode. Oh, they were um, so bad. I will say, though, watching the final scene, the mm-hmm. – well, I mean, I watched the whole episode today in double time. Watching that final scene where the subs were off in double time actually was better. They almost felt more lined up with they what was lined up. being said. Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyways, in the beginning, though, after the whole, like, you know – the whole revelation of like, oh crap, it's Celine, not it, not Ida. You guys live here together. Oh geez, let me remove myself from the situation. Yes. Um, what do you think that I meant to? Ask, I should have asked, uh, like Miriam or someone ahead of time. But like, I'm like, what is this orange celery dish that is just so delicious that Demir clearly has made several times because they oh, little knew right. exactly what it was. Celine loves it, but it's 
it's translated as orange celery. Um, so I was like, what is this dish, I wonder? Yeah. Because uh, it's clearly not orange celery. So anyways, I was just curious about that. But they have their cute moment after she convinces him to drive a little home, you know, mm-hmm. and she's like, please just do this. I'll feel better. And he's like, okay, I'll come right back. And he gives her a sweet cheek kiss. Um, yeah. So when um, when Celine fills the work crew in, though, on what happened after she goes back to work, Mm-hmm. They're all kind of like, oh, my gosh, I hope she's okay. Barack makes some comment basically about how like, oh, well, that's not shocking. Demir makes women pass out and cry all the time kind of a thing. And I love that Celine is like, uh, actually, Elul has asthma. So maybe don't make assumptions about stuff you don't know about. Like, Well, and what a bratty thing for him to assume. I know. I'm like, you're acting all interested in her. But then you turn around and you're like, oh, she probably passed out. She seemed like that kind of girl. Yeah. Like, you little jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, I do also love that during Elul and Demir's talk, because Barack calls to check on her, of course, because then he's like, oh, she has asthma. Let me call her. After they get off the phone, I love right before Demir leaves, he's like, by the way, don't trust that guy. And she's like, oh, Barack, trust me. I know. Like, he's just another wounded child. Yep. Yep. (laughs) When she said a wounded child, I was like, dang, she really does have his number. Yep. She hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah. Um, so – when this is when Celine calls, because at this point it's like the end of the work day. He's on his way right. back home. Um, so she calls and she's like, Look, I know you had a really early day. Like, I know you had to go and do all this, but she's like, I did kind of want to have a I did have a surprise plan for us tonight. If you maybe could muster up the energy for it. But mm-hmm. if not, I understand. And I love that he's like, For you, I always have the energy. <laughs> and he's like, just send me the location. And they call each other Save Gilly when they're yeah. on this phone call. And it's just all very adorable. And we get his uh, his precious crooked smile again. Um, well, and we get to see the the reason, too, in the extra scene, one of the extra scenes. Um, yes. Because we see Celine get home. She's she's eating and talking to Sakas. And there's a cute little moment between the two of them. But essentially, <laughs> she's excited for Demir because they finally got a client. Yes. Because <laughs> they've been having issues. Right. So she's like, I'm going to prepare a surprise so that he can we can celebrate his client. So that's kind of the whole thing behind yes. it. She says it later, too. But that was cute in that little extra scene. I agree. Um, yeah, because she has the whole, like, don't tell Demir I'm sharing this with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. Um, I do love, too, that before they get off the phone, she's like, okay, chocopiorum. And he's like, well, we'll see just how many kisses when I get there. And she's like, Demir. <laughs> oh, the Demir count. Let me do that. Um, so we had 46 of them this episode. So we are up to 521. Oh, my God. I know. Wow. It's so cute. I'm like, I hope someone makes an edit to, like, every one of those. And it's just, like, five straight minutes of Celine being like, be. Demir, Demir, Demir. Anyways, um, I love I, – because he just – he makes a few of these different little cheeky comments um, this episode again. Okay. And- so <laughs> I do think that all of those comments – and Celine's reactions, especially this episode, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, clearly they are showing us that Celine is very naive yes. and that she's very inexperienced. Right. Because but that- part of me too is like, I almost don't believe it for her. Like, okay, for Sanem and EK, mm-hmm. made perfect sense. It made perfect sense to me, like, that she was naive, that she – I mean, she still lived at home. She was just getting her first job and experience in the world. Like, 
For Celine, this actually really surprises me because I'm hmm. like, you're like 20 like something years old. You See, I wasn't that surprised. Really? I totally yeah. was because I was just like – and especially with just like how how more like mature a lot of the stuff is that they discuss and the issues and things that they – um you know, that they deal with in this episode, like the whole, all the sexual harassment type stuff, like all of that. I just really expected her to be someone more experienced, like not so innocent where it's like, okay, wait, are you trying to tell us she's a virgin? Because. Right. I mean, well, and listen, nothing, trust me, nothing wrong. Nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Totally support that. Um, It just felt a little, a little unbelievable for the rest of their character like the the rest of the things that we've seen in the show but um see i don't i th- i didn't feel that way at all okay. i felt like um yes they've discussed this stuff and yes she lives on her own mm-hmm. but her her life is very embroiled in her friends her mm-hmm. she's and and be i think because of how she even was with Barack when she mm-hmm. had the crush on him and everything. It was almost very kind of childlike the way that she treated okay. it. Like she yeah. took pictures of him and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But she was – I don't know that she ever would have made a move mm-hmm. if uh, he hadn't ever known or realized that she liked him. Like if the timing had ever actually lined up. Worked out. I don't think that she ever would have made a move on Barack. Okay. And I also think it's kind of the whole, like, Wendy thing, like, because Wendy didn't want to grow up. Mm -hmm. She's the kind of very childlike qualities, Mm -hmm. you know. So I I guess that's a little more my perspective of Celine as a character is I feel like because she's got a very fanciful imagination. Mm -hmm. She has all her pets. They're her children, Mm -hmm. her animals that she talks to, and she cares so much about them, and it's almost like she's in her own little sort of dream world and she has her friends and her buddies. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's never, ever, ever dated anybody. Okay. Well, yeah. you know what? Yeah. And when you put it that way, it does. I guess I was I was coming at it – when you just think about her as a character, you're absolutely right. I think I was coming at it more of the context of the show in general. Mm. And so I think it was just more surprising to me that they would write a character like that. For a show okay. like this, but right. when you when you put it into perspective of Celine on her own, it right it actually you're right it makes like a hundred percent perfect sense. Because um, Demir obviously has, right has a past, especially with Alul. We have right. seen them in bed together. Um, we have so- seen them in bed together in an intimate way that we have yet to see Demir and Celine in bed together. Right, right. <laughs> that better so- get rectified soon. Well, and her whole conversation with Ida of like, he wants to talk to me about something. What does he want to talk about? Oh my god! We gosh. live in the same house together, Ida. And Ida's like, don't talk to me about this. He's my boss. So that whole conversation was so funny too because she's like, she's like, and I'm the one that's been like, our relationship has to take steps and this and that. And now he's probably thinking about what the next step is. And she's like, right, right. Maybe, maybe this is the next step that he wants to talk about. Oh my gosh. Well, and yeah. And how many times now has he tried to be all like waggle eyebrow how many, how many like, times have we heard that saxophone getting exactly in there? <laughs> well even like when they're on their boat date like at that mm-hmm. one point when he's like so you know what we can do the rest of the night and then like the saxophone <laughs> and he's like stare at the moon and like and then like and then later when he, when, when he, she couldn't sleep and he's like <laughs> i could help you get to bed a little earlier <laughs> this poor guy 
<laughs> she's like, Demir, ha, ha, ha. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, poor, naive Celine. She's like, I don't know how else to deal with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and poor BB Demir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, sweet guy. Oh, my gosh. But, again, he never, I mean, yeah, I love, you know, he doesn't push. He doesn't do any of that. He just kind of rolls yeah. with it, like. Okay, well, I guess if she's going to drink chamomile tea, what special drink do I get? Like, he's just (laughs) – poor guy. (laughs) So – Oh, man. uh, Yes, all of that was really funny. Um, But – so when he he actually does get to the boat dock, they have Mm -hmm. just – it's so sweet and cute. Like, even getting to the dock, it's adorable and they're kind of flirty and bantering, you know, because he's like, what do you mean you've never been on a yacht with – um a, a loved one to watch a sun together like what kind of men mm-hmm. have you been dating like that wouldn't want to be with a beauty like you on a yacht type of a thing you know right um and she's kind of like demir you're ruining the romance right now and he's like no 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 that's not what i'm saying it's just that i can't imagine having such a beautiful creature in front of me and like not wanting to do that you know mm-hmm. um so i thought that was just oh i just loved that i loved that they um they're on the yacht together. I that's I took a when I first watched this episode, I took a screenshot of a very particular where the sun's just kind of shining through on them as they're on the boat, and I was like, oh, I'm using this for our episode <laughs> photo. I already know that. Um, and then and then my heart dropped into my stomach because oh I was my like, gosh, we've been waiting now, and I've been wanting nothing but for him to tell her. And this is where he chooses to do it on a surprise date where she basically just said, like, hey, I've always wanted to do this, which I mean, yes, we do find out later that's not entirely true. But right. either way, a sweet date that she planned for them. And this is where he's gonna drop this bomb. And she even says that, like, this is when you choose to do mm-hmm. it, when I've, you know, mm-hmm. organized this surprise for you, when we're alone out here having a lovely romantic time, snuggling together, and you decide to drop this bomb on me right now, right this second. Yep. Because, yeah, because then I, I do like that he had said, like, I've been trying to tell you, and then this, and that, you know, and then. Right. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, I was kind of like, crap, I want this to be out. But then I was like. This is so bad. And then it's it's like, <laughs> and we go back to the moment and it's all been in his head. And I was like, yeah. oh, thank God. I think this is the first time I'm yep. actually glad you did not tell her right now. Right, um, right. Because the timing is just terrible. So, of course, though, this further cements him being like, crap, like, when am I going to tell her? Because it's just going to be so bad. And mm-hmm. he's obviously been quiet thinking about this. And so she's like, you know, Demir, what are you thinking about? And he just holds her tighter and he's like – I just I promise I won't let anything ruin this happiness between us and and she's like you promise huh? I was and like I, oh you do great that's uh-huh. a, a lovely thing that's like saying I'm never gonna leave you yeah. to, in, in a DZ <laughs> in a DZ which means absolutely the opposite is going to happen mm-hmm. very soon um, but I do love that she kind of teases him she's like really so you're not gonna say anything that makes me uncomfortable and he's like no and she's all hmm Put a jacket on, Celine. Don't do this, Celine. <laughs> like, and she kind of teases about the things that he kind of like bosses her around about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it's super cute. But the way he, when he, oh, when he looks at her, she's doing all that. Like, he just has such hard eyes. I know. And like, I know. And oh, then he and then, tells her never, never. And then he says that he loves her, and, and they then he kiss, and it's like the sweetest kiss. Oh my gosh, oh. so good. So, um, we 
later on too like it's cute because it's clearly a lot of time has passed during this time mm-hmm. that has passed i do want to point this one thing out about Alula. i know we've already talked about her a lot but uh-huh this is when she's crying and sniffing the shirt and mm-hmm. she's hopefully this is like you said that the final thing of her just letting all this go she's letting all of it all the feelings out so she can put them away let them go but when she's looking in the mirror and she's like now listen i'm sure the actress is a nice person i don't think she does these scenes very well though like they were not very believable to me but anyways she's like i hope she loves you more than i do demir and i'm like oh trust me (laughs) she does (laughs) meraket me elul she does um So, but when we're back on the boat and it's clearly, it's like evening time, the sun has beyond set and she's kind of like, oh my gosh, we're so lucky. Like I only hired this boat for two hours and the captain hasn't even said anything. He's just letting us enjoy our time. And he kind of gets giggly and he's like, yes, we're very lucky. (laughs) And she's like, and she's like, um, she's like, what are you talking about? And he just laughs and he's like, I hired him for the rest of the night so that we could just you know enjoy our time together the being alone where nobody can come out because you know one when they're eating dinner too because he's like you know if dinner's here even i arranged for that um you know they're eating and they're just enjoying their time together and he's kind of like i'm so not used to actually getting alone time with you that i'm afraid like bay is gonna pop up magically somehow right that you know the tezes are gonna show up like yeah, somebody's <laughs> you know. just going to pop in out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, make sure you don't call anybody. I want to, <laughs> I don't want to chance any of this. Yes. Um, and they're just talking about how much they're loving this time together. Mm-hmm. They've been able to just enjoy each other. And Demir, at one point, he's kind of like, you know, we could just stay out here. Mm-hmm. We can grab some stuff and um, stay out here and travel. Buy the whole and, boat and yep, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll just sail off into the into the sunset and never come back. We can travel around and explore. And I thought this was so funny because Celine, of all people, was like, "Well, what about work?" <laughs> I know it's funny how. I love that, though, because, like, it just really shows how much they're rubbing off on each other. Like, he would be the one that's like, we can't do that. There's work and there's this right. and there's that. He's the one fantasizing about this fairy tale thing they can go and do. Right. Well, she's like, instead of just living in the fantasy, because he's clearly not fully serious. He logically yeah. knows. But she's not even joining in on the fantasy. She's kind of like, well, what about work? And he's like, trust me, Artemim would would survive without us it'd be fine but then she's right. like okay well what, Demir, about but what about what about our friends what about the children meaning yeah. the animals because she's like yeah you know she's all concerned at about that and stuff and they just kind of laugh and even at one point too when it's later and they're again just in you know they're all snuggled up outside and mm-hmm. um she's like demir i do want to stay out here all night with you but she's like I also want to get back to the children. They need to be fed and they need to be checked on. And this, and I was like, well, girlfriend, she, she call Vedat. Yeah. <laughs> call Vedat. He will do it and stay out on this boat with your man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he can't help but, you know, know. just take her back. And right. she even was getting kind of upset because she organized a surprise for him. And then he turns her right around and surprises her uh-huh. with dinner and renting the boat for the whole night. And that's kind of when it comes out that he's like, well, I'm sorry if I kind of ruined your dream, but was this really your dream? And and uh, you're this is something you've always wanted to do that you've been thinking about for a long time. And she ends up telling him the truth that it was <laughs> yeah. actually the girl's idea. She wanted to organize a surprise for him. So it was just, just funny. The whole – everything with the boat was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And I just don't get tired of – 
their cute moments together and no. their conversations. It, they're so good. Yeah. Um, so when they get home, she's like super tired. She's like stumbling and he's like, okay, get yourself up to bed. And she's like, but yeah. the animals. And he's like, I'll take care of them. Um, he's like, listen, because they obviously – because he's been saying like they need to talk about something and talk about something. Right. And it keeps – stuff keeps coming up and happening. And now she's so exhausted. So he's like, listen, this is all, the only thing I want from you is to wake up early and then wake me up too. Basically so they can like talk before going to work or whatever. Right. Um, and she's like, okay, I can handle that, you know. And so <laughs> she goes up to bed, stumbles up to bed. He takes care of everything. Well, of course, the next morning she sleeps like the dead right through her alarm. He wakes up laughing because he fully expected this. Like mm-hmm. he just knew that was going to happen. Um, her sleeping through her alarm, I was like, uh, that is very relatable, Celine. Mm-hmm. I can totally understand. Oh, 100%. And then he is so sweet. He doesn't get mad or anything. He just mm-hmm. laughs. He goes up there. He resets her alarm for a later uh-huh. time. Let's her go back to – let's her sleep through what mm-hmm. she needs to sleep through. Mm-hmm. And then when her alarm goes off again, she freaks out. She's like, ah, Celine, he asked you to do one thing. You had one job and you uh-huh. couldn't do it. And she runs down. She's yelling for, for him. Demir, Demir. <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm well, awake. He, the way he catches her too. Okay, okay. Ah! When he catches her and then I was like, who – that shirt should be illegal because the, I know. there was something about that shirt on him that I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! That's not okay. You can't be. <laughs> you can't be wearing that." In Reel front of it me, in. Reel in front it of in. My eyes. <laughs> was like, who did that? Who is oh responsible? Because yeah, then he like snatches her, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh no, this is bad. This is bad situation." right now in the best way (laughs) so yeah i loved that he totally like swoops out and surprises her and then he's like yeah well i think i kind of know why and she's like what do you mean and then he leads her through and he's like well exhibit a he (laughs) finds popcorn in the couch the plug for the um laptop and stuff so she explains like why she wound up not being able to sleep and stuff Mm -hmm. and he's like listen we have to do something about this like you and i they're there's too many oh, – what does he call it? He's like, there's too much time between us. Like, there's a time difference between us, which this is so relatable because Jason is such an early bird. Same with Eric. I am such a night owl. So I was just cracking up because I was yeah. like, I totally understand this. Yeah. Um well, and then yeah, he's I'm, like, well, how do I help you in still an earlier bedtime? <laughs> I know how I can tire you out. Let him. <laughs> Take him up on it. Oh, my gosh. But she's just like, Demir! Like, she's like, no, I'll drink my chamomile tea and, like, runs off. Yeah. Um, so they end up doing some breakfast in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. This was so cute, too. It was really cute. <laughs> and Demir kind of gives her a hard time because he's like, okay, well, we're out on the boat yesterday. We're in the garden today. Do you have some sort of issue with being in the house right mm-hmm. now? <laughs> So she's like, oh, no, no, no. She she kind of calms him down. But um, I don't remember a ton about their, like, actual conversation. Well, they were – she does explain, like, yeah, no, it's it's not super important, but it's just that something for – you know, she loves their house. But, um, yeah, I don't really know that it's that important. I think it's just sweet I stuff. I didn't where think It's like so just either. spending time together kind of a thing. And yeah. So let's talk. But also here's this breakfast. Right. So she takes her bite of her <laughs> breakfast sandwich. 
Yeah. And the pepper in it. It's is... got to be spicy, right? The, yes, the it's sub not said bitter. bitter it's spi- yeah, it's spicy. But I was like, there's no way that no. that isn't a spicy thing. Like, it's, it's got to sure. be spicy with it's the way that she's reacting. For sure, spicy. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, well, she's and like, of course, what, what he has to help her because her <sighs> mouth is on fire. Mm-hmm. And he is a very selfless man. Oh. So he kisses her. <laughs> 100%. To, Except to help all her. it does is transfer the spice into his mouth. And then they're both <laughs> right. like fanning. So, it was a very cute and silly kind of slapstick thing, but also because they shared a kiss, it's adorable. Yeah. Just another yeah. way to have to put off this conversation because now it's like, right. this is craziness. We have to get to work. Okay, but I'm sorry. Do you know what it made me think of? What? <laughs> Do you remember that episode of Younger? <laughs> Josh is dating Claire, who is Daphne Bridgerton, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, to all of our listeners. I didn't even know that until you pointed it out to me. I was like, holy crap, I did not even put that together. Because we watched – we so we, I was like, yeah, we technically saw her first as Claire long before we saw oh, her yeah. as Daphne. But anyways, he's dating her. She's a mm-hmm. bartender. Mm-hmm. And she had been making like jalapeno martinis all night. Okay. <laughs> when they get back home for some <laughs> – Sexy time, it gets a little handsy. I forgot. And then that. he, and he's quite. Well, you on have to fire. be careful with mm-hmm. where you touch uh-huh. what you touch after you've been handling peppers, people. If you didn't know this, if uh-huh. you are touching spicy things, mm-hmm. don't touch your eyes. Nope. Don't touch your nose. Don't like you have Mm-mm. to be careful and you have to wash your hands because very it can well. actually really hurt you. Yes. And so yeah, things got a little handsy. Poor Josh is now like on fire. And he like runs into the kitchen and opens the fridge and pulls out a giant thing of yogurt. I fully forgot about that. I fully forgot about that. Like, you, anyways, it just totally made me think of that. So it just it made me laugh even harder when that happened. Um anyways. So, yeah. So, basically, this they can't have their talk now. They've got to get right. to work. Another um, reason they can't talk. Yeah. Right. So, now they're going to talk tonight. And then mm-hmm. I think that this is at this point when they're at work is when she pulls Ida aside and is like, yes. oh, crap. I think this is what he wants to talk about. Right. Um. So, um, we – we um, there's some stuff with Muhadambe and the Tezes. He basically offends Layla by yeah. saying something about her age. I didn't really care, though. Yeah. Um, and this is really when everything blows up with Merve. So that's a lot of the the day. And really, they don't end up – Seldom doesn't end up reconnecting until late that night. I mean, they have a phone call. Um, yes. They have a couple phone calls. Um, right. Because after, after everything happens with Merve and she has her time at the nursery, mm-hmm. um, they – Go, they all go their separate ways. The guys go together and the girls go together because Ebo needs help because he screwed up. So the guys all go out to dinner mm-hmm. together. And then the Kuzlar, they are basically going to have a sleepover together. Yeah. And at that point, Ida is frustrated and she's telling them everything that happened. And Merve's nerves are shot. So she mm-hmm. ends up kind of laughing during right. this whole situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Celine's like, I'm ordering ice cream. We need to – we need ice cream to raise we our need, blood sugar. We need glucose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're all kind of split off. The And then Demir ends up calling Celine. Mm-hmm. So – Well, and earlier too at one point, um, he does directly tell Elul to stay away from Celine mm-hmm. in the office. Like, 
I don't want you to becoming friends. And because she kind of just told him, well, that's not just your decision. Like, she's a very sweet person. Like, I can't. You want me to just be cold to her? You want me to this? Right. Because like, he, what do you expect me to be rude? Like, well, what do and you? I understand him, too, because he's like, he caught her basically ogling him as he was twirling that pen. Yeah, so he's like, okay, he mm, you know, so I got it. But at the same time, she yeah. also has a point where she's like, you want me to just be cold to her, though? Like, that doesn't right. make sense. Um, And so, but yeah, so... Like you said, Demir winds up calling her mm-hmm. just to check in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they're kind of just talking about their, what they're doing, who they're with, how everybody's doing, how everybody's coping. Um, and he asks her what time she's going to be home. He mm-hmm. lets her know that he'll pick her up whenever uh, – because she's basically – at first, is telling him she's gonna stay there, mm-hmm. but he's like, "No, just mm-hmm. if just come home if you want to. Just text me, and I'll come pick you up whenever, as yeah. late as you want. Don't worry yeah. about it." And he starts giving her a hard time, like, "You know, what about Karamuk and and uh, Chichi so and Sakas? Oh, and then the last last person on your list, Demir Erendi, <laughs> <laughs> who's not that cute, but like, <laughs> right." <laughs> And she's like, Demir. <laughs> it's really, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it was really cute. Well, and like, um, there was something else too. Oh, the fact that Elul almost exposes herself. Oh, right. When they're like, because Demir dropped. Yes, because they're like, well, Demir dropped her off with Vidot. So that's where Mary's going to be the rest of the day. And she's like, oh, being around the plants and nature like that will be good for her. And they all kind of look at her like um how do you know that and she's like oh well that's uh vedat his friend who runs the greenhouse who's done some projects for us right almost like trying to and did you see celine looks a little bit suspicious she does now okay you know what's funny i don't know if the subs were wrong Mm -hmm. because in the subs they it says vedat's nursery Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, did they really say that though, or did they just say two vedats place or two vedats? Because that's what I almost to me, wonder. They would not have reacted that way if the word nursery was already included in that. Right. So I was like, the subs have to be wrong right here. Because I think you're right. She, like you said, it's like she outed herself mm-hmm. by knowing somehow that this vedat it works at a nursery yeah and all of this because yeah everybody's like oh do you yeah do you know Vidat? and she's like oh yeah isn't this the demir's friend Vidat who owns a nursery i really liked his contributions to that one mm. project <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i now here's what's funny like celine being celine being suspicious but then nothing really comes of it she doesn't further prod she doesn't even say anything to demir like hey right. it will seem to kind of know who Vedat was do you know what that's mm-hmm. about like do they have history she didn't ask any of that so i i don't know if that was just a fluke i know um that like ibuk looked that way or if it it feels too pointed that it wasn't supposed to be a celine thing i agree i feel like well, it's gotta be foreshadowing somehow mm-hmm. Well, and, like, what if, like, that's so I'm like, oh, my gosh, what if she, like, puts this together somehow on her own? And then when Demir finally tells her, she's like, well, I've been waiting for you to tell me. And now I'm mad because it took you too long. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I Probably not. But um, the, like, um, that, the fact that, oh, there was just this cute little tiny scene where Celine's like, blowing Demir kisses in the office. Yeah, behind Ida's back out. and he's being super like what are you doing but then she's kind of like mm, like oh it's so flirty and cute and Ida catches them and it's 
and then by the end of it, he's just smiling because uh-huh. he can't help but smile like a at lunatic her. because he yes. loves her. Yes, and Ida's just totally charmed, but she just giggles and thinks it's funny and mm-hmm. goes right into, um, yeah. So, like you said, um, Ibu, they, they're on their separate guy and girl nights. I thought this right. was brilliant too. Not only because, like you already said, like it's so parallel for these side characters, everything that's happening or about Mm -hmm. to be happening between Celine and Demir, it completely showcased how men and women deal with things very differently. Yeah. Like, yes, they both had like their guy night, girl night, but the girls were like, we're teaming up, we're making a pact about men, we're this, like girl power, very, you know, we're we're distancing ourselves. Like, it right. was, like, a almost like a team effort, like, thing between them. Right. Whereas the guys, yes, while they each – they were sharing and there was kind of that bonding, it was still, like, their own individual – like, Demir goes away with his own individual conclusions. Ebo's kind of right. mulling this over in his head himself, like – Right. Versus and that's almost kind of working out his marriage. Yes. Like, like yes. why his marriage ended. <laughs> right. So while they're there together doing it, it's it's still very – individual experiences and conclusions for them mm-hmm. i just thought that was really like good because i was just like that is very typical like obviously yeah. it's not true for every male it's not true for every female but right. for the most part like the way the guys dealt with it and it's just and purely from trying to seeing it from more of a logical quote logical perspective like right just a very like pull the emotions out that's what i mean by logical not like that girls are not logical but they're coming right. at it strictly from a logic perspective almost. Yes. And you can't. There is emotion involved. So you can't just come at these things analyzing them logically like they're trying to do. Whereas the girls, mm-hmm. like, they're actually acknowledging and including those emotions that are involved in all of this. It just – yeah, I just loved all of that. Right. Well, because – yeah, because Demir's kind of like, well, what's the problem? Like, why would Ida have such an issue with being mm-hmm. introduced to an ex that's all in the past? He's mm-hmm. not with her anymore. It's something that's over with. And Selena's like, well, you don't understand. She's mm-hmm. being faced with this person who – you know, kissed him first and experienced th- these other mm-hmm. things with him first and was in a relationship with him first. And all she's thinking about is mm-hmm. those things and him having those moments, not with her, but with this ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So it's obviously going to make her upset and worried to be thinking about this mm-hmm. stuff when she is trying to build a future with Ibo and now she's being kind of slapped in the face mm. with his past and somebody who has already experienced these certain things with him and before she even did. And maybe has experienced things with him that you haven't even yet. Mm-hmm. Not even just first, but stuff that you haven't yet. Right. And you can see where the realization dawns on him during that phone call and he's like, oh crap. And so he's like, so yeah. you would want to know then? Like you would want it? And she's like, and, I'll, you know, to Selene's credit, she's like, well, yeah, I would want to know everything, you know, just because like I want to know about you and I wanted this. Like, so, yeah, but then she's like, but it's also hard to judge a situation like that until you've lived it. So, right. because, you know, she's like, yeah, I don't think I'd want to, like, be around her. Like, yeah, I'd want to know about this stuff, but I don't know that I'd want to be sitting at the same table as her, like what mm-hmm. Ebo did with Ida. Um, but then she kind of backtracks a little bit and is like, well, but I can't really say how I'd feel about that until I – unless I'm the one who lived it. Right. So you can just tell that he – it's like, oh, man, like, it, it, you got to tell her, you know? So I know. And I think that also played a role in his, like, saying later, like, nope, just call me. I'll pick you up whenever. Because I think he really wants to have this conversation now. Yes. Um, 
because he's just like, I have to tell her. Because he's already even pointed out, like, if I don't, eventually she's going to find out, like, in the worst way, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so all of that's marinating. Um, yeah. And when he comes back to the table, it's so cute because Vidat's, like, showing Ebo this photo of someone. And he's like, oh, yeah, this dude's, like, gone for this girl. They're this. They're that. Blah, blah, blah. And he's – Demir's like, what are you guys talking about? Who? Who? And he mm-hmm. grabs the phone. And it's it's a candid photo from when they yeah. had dinner that night. Oh, my gosh. And he, like, secretly sends it to – he, like, texts yes. it to himself while pretending to be, like, offended by – what Vidal is saying. <laughs> so stinking cute. Yeah. Um, so the guys end their night with a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of Listen, all things, I this was, like, was oh, way gosh. This was way more fun to watch in double speed. Yes, um, it was. <laughs> <laughs> because in one, in, in regular speed, it's so choreographed, which I oh, get it. Yeah. It, ha- it has to be because like yes. – with the way Jeezy's are filmed, I don't think they really have the luxury or even necessarily the budget no. for stunt doubles and things like that. No. So these guys all have to do their own stuff. Um, and they're not necessarily professional fighters. Like, so <laughs> fight scenes in Jeezy's tend to just be very cheesy so to me. funny. I know. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but, but the double time when Demir, like, cracks his knuckles yeah. and, like, it's gears so funny up. And- he walks into it very reluctantly, <laughs> but almost like, well, I guess I better help these two morons out. <laughs> <laughs> now that they got themselves into trouble. <laughs> And he does. He gets them all. He ends up throwing them all out on the street. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just silly and ridiculous. And then because he is Demir, he walks up to the owner and he hands him his business card. And Mm -hmm. he's like, so sorry about all this. Call me at this number tomorrow. I will reimburse and make sure everything gets fixed. Like, Yeah. Because of course he did. Yeah. Um, so it it's just funny. But meanwhile, all this is happening. The girls are making this pact about putting distance between themselves and men. <laughs> yeah. They're having this whole, like, we're self-sufficient. We don't need them. Which, hey, all for that. Yes. Um, 100%. Like, yeah. If they weren't around. Like, Celine, if she didn't have Demir, she would still be fine. Like, yeah. She yeah. Absolutely. Would support, she can support herself. She's got a good job. She's got good friends. She's got a good life. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's kind of like what they're saying. But then the girls are like, that's it. We got to put distance. We got to this. Agreed. Um, because and Celine's fingers were crossed behind her back. <laughs> were they really? Or are no, you just saying I'm that? I'm like, did saying... I miss that? Like... <laughs> that would have been pretty funny, though. It would have been perfect. So, um, so yeah. So eventually a lot of time has passed. Demir gets home. This is the other bonus scene. This is super yes. cute. He gets home and um, – He's kind of just mumbling to himself about the guys like, holy uh, – and this had to have been wrong subs because he's like the dot. I know. I was you're, like, what? <laughs> like, you're nearly half a century old. I'm like, poor the dot. What? <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe he's pushing 40, but like, dude, you're you're doing him dirty by saying yeah. you're almost half a century. For sure. <laughs> um, so – I, yes, I was cracking up at that. Because, you know, he's just like, they got into these fights. I had to clean it up. He's, like, inspecting his knuckles. Um, So he's just kind of making jokes about that. Then he pulls out the phone and stares mm-hmm. at the photo longer. Um, And he heads off into the dark room. So you're like, okay, he's up to something. Um, So um, he's working on that. And earlier he had, like, a box of um, picture frames, mm-hmm. too. So it's like he's he's clearly doing something. Yeah. Um, so 
all this time passes. He's been working on this project. Celine finally, she wakes up or she's been awake and the girls yeah. are all finally asleep so she can finally tiptoe <laughs> yeah. out of there. She texts him like, are you home from your dinner? Mm-hmm. You know? And he's like, I'm on my way. Yeah. Uh, he does tease her about how late it is, but she's like, you told me to – whatever time it was late enough. And she's like, besides, I broke a rule coming out here. I I broke a rule tonight um, uh, being in contact with a man I shouldn't. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> and she's like, you. She's like, we made a pact to distance ourselves. And he makes some joke, which I'm sure was funny if we under- fully understood the context, because he's like, if we distance ourselves, we're just going to be like two diplomats – um how does he word it like diplomatic relations or something and she's again i don't think it i think there's cultural nuance we clearly miss Mm -hmm. in translation so it clearly was something cheeky and funny um because she's kind of like what do you mean And he's like don't worry about it um and they drive home so um so when they get home when they get home uh he ends up showing his surprise yeah well she just finds it right because they're just walking in the house and she turns around and like sees it that's right because they walk in she turns around to look at him Mm -hmm. and out of the corner of her eye she sees this wall and he as he said because they agreed Mm because he had mentioned he wanted to put up some of her photography but she's like okay well you're gonna need to pick it because i can never choose i can only see the fault in the stuff that i've done and he has done that while she was gone. He's chosen his favorites. And not only did he choose his favorites, but he hung them all up on the wall. And he made a gallery wall of her own work. So He sure did. She's really excited. She loves what he chose. She loves the placement of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really sweet moment. And then he's kind of like, well, you haven't seen the best picture. And she mm-hmm. asks, okay, well – where where is it what what is it what did you do yeah and so he takes her up to her room and he at first he doesn't even tell her where it is he just tells Mm -hmm. her that it's in her room and she has to go find it yes she's kind of searching around and eventually he ends up pointing it out that it's right there and it's the picture that vidot took of them so it's just a really sweet moment he tells her that he chose that one and he he kind of is like, oh, do you, do you want to know why I put it right there? Right. Because if you ever wake up with a nightmare and you're feeling unsure and worried about us and about me, then you can just grab that picture and look at it and you'll remember that we're – that I'm not going to leave you. Yes. So it was – it was so sweet. And again, another super, super thoughtful – a gift mm-hmm. and thoughtful gesture from Demir because we love he's him just, so much. I he's know. amazing. I know. Um, so yeah, and obviously she's super touched by it and mm-hmm. it's just like, mm-hmm, just total. I mean, who wouldn't be? So yeah. um, I love that he, you know, wishes her a sweet good night, another, yeah. like a little temple kiss. Like it's just, ugh, it's so sweet. But she actually does wake up early the next yes. day. And makes him coffee, puts it on his nightstand, breakfast is waiting for him. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he – they have a, another really cute moment. He kind of is like, um, did I dream you coming in and telling me there was coffee? And he's mm-hmm. like, how would you disappear so quickly? Because you said it and as soon as I looked around, like, you were gone. Are you learning from Muharambe? And she's like, yeah, don't you know I'm magic? And he's like, no, seriously. <laughs> and she's like, listen. She's like, you might have th- – 
you might think it was right away, but I whispered that to you, but then you went back to sleep. So mm-hmm. um, they have a, they have like a cute breakfast. I don't think there's really much more said during that, right? Like, no, I don't think so. That's kind of it. And then just, they head off they get, to work. Yeah, they get off to work. They do um, – you know, he they do kind of talk a bit outside of work before they walk in. And, you know, he's just confirming, okay, I know we keep saying, like, we're going to talk. Like, we'll talk tonight. And she's like, I'm so nervous. Is it like – she does admit to him. Like, she, her nerves are a little shocked because she's like, what is it? What is this going to be about? Is it this? Is it right. that? And he's like um, – he's like – no, please don't think that way. Like, that's not what this is. And he actually reads – I literally ju- – while you were talking about um, the last scene, I just mm-hmm. got um, – um, I was trying to figure out which poem it was from because he recites – you know, he says something yes, along the lines of, you know, um, love is – only lovers have – like, love is for lovers only mm-hmm. um, and nothing else matters. And right. so I was like, well, I want to be able to read the actual poem. So I'll link it in the episode notes. Um, okay. Because I don't have time now to trans. Because I wanted to like look at the poem as a whole to get context. But mm-hmm. I don't have time to do that since we're in the middle of recording. Um, but it's the poem called Ulke, I think is how you say it, uh, by Jamal Surea, which they do acknowledge his name in this scene. Because she gets all swoony when he says that. And she's like, oh. <gasps> oh my gosh, I just fell in love with that. And he's like, <laughs> and she's all snuggly against him. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> he's like, all it took was for me to say some words by Jamal Surea and you're just a puddled mess. Like I've been, right. I've been saying all these things and you don't act this way. And she's like, she's like, you do say beautiful things, but this was just, you know, it was just extra swoony for her. Um, so I'll link the poem so that you can translate because I just found it in original Turkish. Um, so thank you, Miriam, for because I was, I was trying to hear the actual Turkish words he was saying. Um, okay, but I could, my ears just so bad with some of that. Sometimes I can, and I'm proud of myself, but I like could not figure out what the each word was he was uh, mm-hmm. reciting. Um, so I had asked her earlier, and she just texted me back with the words. So I was like, oh good, okay. I'm gonna Google search those and see if I can find the poem it belongs to. So. Um, yeah, so I'll nice. link that. But um, yeah, so basically just the reassurance of it's going to, you know, it's just stuff we need to talk about. It's nothing bad mm-hmm. because we have each other and nothing else matters. Like I love you. You love me. Like be right. solid. Be solid in that. Like it has nothing, you know, to do with that. So right. again, it also – it just more confirms too for Demir that he is continuing to like the hold of the whole Elul thing. Like he's – this whole episode, like, we saw him, like, being angry last episode. We saw him, mm-hmm. you know, but even explaining why he's angry, not because he has feelings for her, but just because right. of, it was just an awful thing that she did and put him through. Um, this, though, he felt oh, – neutral is not the right word. Um, apathetic, maybe? Yeah, a lot more detached from her yes. and from the situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I love that we're continuing to see that, um, that – her whatever while yes celine does need to be aware of it Mm -hmm. it has no bearing on his love for celine right it has no bearing on his relationship with celine where he's concerned um you know and so i love that we're continuing to see that and i felt like even him saying that is just further cementing yeah um, that for him so i do like getting to actually physically see that Mm -hmm. happening um so Anyways, yeah, that's been really good. So yeah, so they go in. She tries to be all kissy cute with him, and he 
you know, kind of, he's yeah. like, we're at work. He kind of avoids it, you know, and they, they go in to work together. Well, and it's, isn't it pretty much right when they walk in that Azmi get grabs him and Barack and is like, hey, management mm-hmm. called. They really need to meet with you guys right yeah. away. So Barack and Demir have to leave. They have to go to this meeting. They're not really sure what's going on. But and they it's go weird. to this meeting. Yeah. It's weird because Elul does know because she's like, I'm not – because they they want her to come. Right. And she's like, no, no. I've already spoken to them. You guys go and deal with this. I have other things to take well, care of. Well, and she tells them, don't be mad. I'm already thinking of a solution for this situation. So – but she mm-hmm. she tells them not to be mad, but she doesn't give them any warning of what's act what they're actually going to hear. No, and Demir like, later on ends up getting really mad about this. Well, yeah, at least let them know what they're walking into. Exactly, because after the meeting, they are justifiably angry mm-hmm. <laughs> because essentially, and and it took me a while to figure this out, but we kind of don't figure this out until after the meeting because they go to their meeting. Then they get a call from this – is it the new client who is calling them or a potential new client? You mean where Elul winds up going? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like a potential new client. And so – Okay. But I was – because they mentioned something about plans. So I was like, okay, is this the one, you know, new client that they've managed just managed to get? And that's – Oh, Why? that could be it. That you know what you're right. That could be it. And maybe because I know she she wants Celine to come because she's like, hey, I need someone here who actually is knowledgeable about these plans. Who right? You know, can explain this stuff. So right. um, maybe okay. it is that new client that just was like just decided to like give them a chance. But now like they have to actually go show them what they're gonna do. Um, right. Right. And. I mean, it does work out in their favor because this woman CEO is like, I'm so glad to see women in these positions. It just further cements that I'm choosing, you know, makes me, it puts something in your, but then she says something like it puts something in your favor. So it's almost like maybe they are still, it's another client that they're possibly trying to get. Yeah, it wasn't super clear, but they are trying to get a hold of Barack and Demir and they can't. They're, both of their phones are off and they're clearly still in whatever this meeting is. Yeah. And this client or potential client, they want to meet with them right away. Mm-hmm. So Elul ends up talking to Celine and they kind of say, hey, Elul's kind of like, do you do you want to save this with me? Like, yeah. it's it's up to us. I think we can do it. You have knowledge about this. I think you'll be able to make a great presentation. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go together and do this thing? Yeah. So they because they still can't get a hold of them, Elul and Celine end up mm-hmm. going to meet with this client or potential client. Um, and they're they're going to an island. Prince Island, I think, or Prince's Island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're out of Istanbul. They Mm -hmm. have had to travel at least some – They had to take a ferry, yeah. A bit of a significant Mm -hmm. distance, yeah. Um, And there was even something about like a plane. So I don't know how far this this island is, but it's at least a bit of a a travel for them. Yeah. Well, they go and they do that and then Barack and Demir are done with their meeting – and they end up going to this cafe to talk about the situation mm-hmm. because Demir is really, really upset. Well, because it's Yildirim Bay again. Like he's yes. he's essentially like bank. He could possibly be bankrupting them. 
Because yeah. he's, I mean, like, he's suing them, basically. And the whole thing, the whole reason he's suing them is because they put off his work and did Alara's job first. Uh-huh. So uh, they they end up calling Elul because Demir is ticked at her, as mm-hmm. he should be. He's like, you didn't even warn me. You could have told us that this was what we were walking into. And she's like, well, you should have gotten it in writing that you were going to do uh, Alara's stuff first. You just took his word for it because mm-hmm. it's his daughter. Yeah. And you thought that everything was going to be okay. But now if we take this thing to court, nobody's going to know. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to know that he, he was totally okay with you guys doing her right. stuff Right. It was just a his. verbal agreement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So it's – Yildirim Bay trying to ruin the business again mm-hmm. and Alara's, you know, trouble coming back for them <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Um, well. And Demir, D- Demir and Barack talk a little bit because he's like, well, how did you know everything about Alara? Right. Because, and he, you know, he's suspicious, rightfully so, because he's yeah. like, he already doesn't like Barack. Barack has done shady stuff. Mm-hmm. And Barack's like, listen, I'm not a part of this because I would be bankrupting myself too. So right. let's, let's, you know, clear that right now. Yeah. Not that that absolves him of his other crap, but, um, you know, because, but he's basically like, I didn't do this, but I had to hear, like, do you even understand how, like, this girl was obsessed with you? I had to hear right. about it. Like, every time, anytime I went to a business meeting for her, with her instead of you, I had to hear about it. Like, mm-hmm. I constantly, like, this girl was obsessed with you and wanted to make something happen. Like, right. clearly you don't get to what level. Um, right. But either way, they're just, they're both frustrated. Demir more so, especially, you know, so he you know, calls Elul wanting mm-hmm. an explanation for all of this. I'm like, okay, you said you were already planning. Like, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she uh, – they answered on speakerphone. I thought he was going to wind up saying something that was going to spill the beans. That's what I thought. The second the speakerphone went on, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, here it comes. But because, you know, the girls are now stranded there essentially. Right. Uh, because the storm coming in and all that. So um, they – Nothing comes of that phone call that's dire um, mm-hmm. other than Demir realizing Selena's with Elul on this job. Um, right. and, and I don't even think – do we even hear Elul's solution or is Demir like, who's with you? What yeah, are you doing? Where I are don't, you? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, okay. It's just more that Selena establishes. She's like, Demir, calm down. Like, we're going to figure this out. Like, we're already here, you know, with this client, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. he's kind of like, you're where? Okay, the weather's bad. You guys need to get back right now. And then, of yeah. course, they get off the phone. Or no, they don't get off the They're phone. They're on the phone. They're on the mm-hmm. phone still. And the assistant lady comes down and she's like, so-and-so Hanum, whose name I can't remember, you know, mm-hmm. j- wants you to know, like, she wants you to be her guests tonight because they just canceled all ferries and ways out of yeah. here because of the storm. So it's become very apparent that they're going to be stuck there together overnight. So, of course, mm-hmm. Demir's panicked. Barack looks like the cat that just ate the canary. He's, like, <laughs> yeah. super thrilled about this. Yeah. Because – and, you know, because, you know, he doesn't give a crap about the repercussions or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it sucks, too. And I'm like, I'm – I mean, I expect it from you because th- you're just being stupid. But, like, Elul has called him out several times and several times this episode, you mm-hmm. know, where she's like, are you even thinking about, like, the consequences to your actions? Like – Right. You know, you want to, quote, get back at Demir, but have you even thought about how this is going to affect Celine if your plans do work out the way you want them to? Like, right. um, you know, they kind of had a weird uh, dynamic this episode because she clearly has his number. She keeps calling him out. But then they right. also share these moments where, like, they had takeout dinner together and they kind of open up and 
tell each other about themselves. Um, well, and then Osmie, who has her eyes on any little thing that happens uh-huh. with everybody, she says something at the nursery and yes. that overhears yep. where she's like, oh, no, Brock has eyes for Elul and Elul mm-hmm. only. Like he's clearly interested in her. And the Kazar kind of like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And she's like, oh, honey, I see everything. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, and then he, you know, he arranged the housekeeper for her. He brought that humidifier or air purifier. Mm-hmm over for mm-hmm. her um you know so he's doing these like caring things right. but then also we know he's got ulterior motives behind even why he brought her here she knows that so their dynamic felt just very hot and cold because she again mm-hmm. has no problem just calling him out and being like i hope you're thinking your actions through but then also right. she's like yeah let's order takeout and have dinner to get like right so yeah i'm not really sure what's yeah it's a very it's just a kind of jarring of back and forth with them mm-hmm. um but, you know, yeah, so his just little super satisfied smirk is, and I'm just like, but you don't even care how these repercussions could, they're going to affect more than Demir. If something comes out of this hotel trip, if, you know, she w- winds up slipping out or whatever, like, right. it's going to hurt Celine, who you claim to just care about so much. It's going to hurt Elul, who you're clearly starting to have some sort of feelings for because right. you're going above and beyond with stuff for her that goes w- way beyond your reasoning for bringing her here. Mm-hmm. Um so I just kind of wanted to smack that smirk, like, right off his face, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah. So that's where the episode ends, is, like, they're stuck together overnight. Right. You know, it's... So <laughs> we're going to have to see what... Yes. How the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. No doubt it's going to come out next episode. No doubt. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. it'll probably be the thing that happens in the final scene. Like, mm-hmm. it... It's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be our final scene next episode. So, um, yeah, I'm just like, ah. But also, like, I'm very ready. I'm very, very ready. It needs yeah. to come out so we can deal with the repercussions of this because we only have five episodes left. I know. I know. Five episodes. Do you know at what point they found out they were ending? How yeah. many episodes they had to prepare? Like, two maybe i don't even think they had three full episodes oh okay okay and um okay i could i i could ask yesenia and i'll clarify next week if i'm wrong i think like she could tell you the exact date they got canceled and like what episode was being filmed so i am curious actually that's a good question so i'll ask her now that we're getting closer but i'm pretty sure it was like 20 episodes in and they found out and they had just won an award like, the series had just won an award. And literally the next day, Fox was like, goodbye. Good old Fox. Yeah. And you know what? I was doing some digging this week, actually, because I was like, hmm. Because, you know, we've talked about how, like, clearly they're, like, <laughs> there's just, you kind of can tell with Fox by the production company what uh-huh. shows are going to be favored by them. Yeah. Like, ratings or not. And, yeah. you know, and the... MF Yapum is one of them. Like, their mm-hmm. shows only ever air on Fox. It's probably why Senchal Kapama went way longer than it ever should have, no matter how much we loved that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I bet. I bet it was an MF Yapum DZ coming in the fall. Like, and it – I when I looked, of course, I didn't take screenshots. I was just looking. But it was it was from, like – it. there was a show from MF Yapum or Med Yapum, the parent company, one of the two, mm. that, like, was – coming on in the fall where i'm like oh this is and it like took uh oh what show was it the show specifically that took over the friday night slot was canceled after like six episodes which i think is just hilarious like um 
And so they got Harry Day Sense, but but there was a there was a a show coming that I was like, oh, I bet this is the show they had to make room for on the schedule because it's from one of quote those production companies. Mm. Obviously, this is all conjecture. I have no proof of this. It's just right circumstantial right. based on the fact that these shows from these certain companies seem to survive no matter what Some um, trends that we've seen. Yes, trend. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, and there was one from that company, and I was like, I bet this is the one they had to make room for. Because here's mm. what's crazy too. I guess the writers were already thinking like. You know, we can do, like, we can tell this whole story, like, what we have planned, like, in about 26 episodes. So yeah. It's like, you couldn't give them three more episodes. You couldn't give them three more episodes to fully round out their story. Yeah. Like, so, I, I don't. But well, okay. Such is easy life. Go ahead. Well, just one more question before yeah. we, I know we're at the end here. So, obviously, I know what our hopes are mm-hmm. for the Merve Vidot situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think we're actually going to get it? I don't. I don't. Because I feel like – and here's why. Not because anybody's actually been spoilery about this. Mm-hmm. But because there's been a – like, I feel like we're, we've been expressing this, like, for a while. Like, uh-huh. we're like, what if he – even in the single-digit episode, we're like, well, what if he actually meets the real Merve and they just kind of hit it off right. and this? And, like, nobody has – everyone every ta- every week is like, oh, the predictions again. And it's always, like, a gif laughing because our predictions are always so off. Mm. So I feel like there would have been some kind of hint at some point where someone would, like – Okay, well, see, I don't know about that because <laughs> – there are big, huge, ginormous things that happen in Throne of Glass mm-hmm. that I had no idea it, no. any of it was coming. Okay. And I would send my predictions uh-huh. to Mallory. <laughs> and she is particularly anti-spoiler. Yes. But we have also been very vocal about not wanting spoilers for her year to send. That's true. So I don't know that that is – a good Indicative. indicator. Yeah. That, that is fair because people, for the most part, have been really good about it. Um, I so, just, so I guess thinking strictly from the vibes we've gotten okay. off of the show. Okay. I'm going to say, yes, I do think that's where it's headed. I don't know that we'll ever see it come to fruition because of the cancellation. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, like, they're not just going to get them together next episode. Like, her marriage no. needs to fully be dissolved and all of that. So, like, it would yeah. – I don't think things would really actually start for a few more episodes. Even just, mm-hmm. like, little hinting, like, they kind of enjoy being around each other. Or, like, she stops by the, you know – right the greenhouse to thank him for helping her or like drops off a gift like where these little like seeds are going to be planted i think we may see stuff like that like these little seeds right but i'm thinking because then of the last minute cancellation that was probably not a priority of a story to then finish and develop sure versus like sell dems so Mm -hmm. i'm thinking maybe we're gonna get these little seeds planted but i think when it comes down to it we're gonna have to just like picture it for ourselves like how it eventually worked worked out or it'll be like a final quick time jump flash scene and we just kind of see them everybody's happy together yes okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i don't know that we'll really get to fully see that develop um because what i'm worried about is that despite this potential new development Mm -hmm. 
And I don't want to say I'm worried about it because it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Sure. But when you have characters you love and they're both mm-hmm. sweet, obviously we're going to ship them. You know, yeah. that's just the natural way mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. But part of me also wouldn't be mad if it were a situation where Merve was like, I am doing great and I'm blooming and flourishing by myself right now. A hundred percent. Because she's been in a relationship with Bora for however many years or however long. And now she's being independent and she's learning who she really is Mm -hmm. and that kind of a thing. So I wouldn't hate if that happened too. Yeah. And they kind of purposefully didn't have her end end up with anybody. Mm -hmm. And Vedat was, you know, just a happy, supportive friend as well. Um. And honestly, that would be very on trend for the vibe of this show. Right. Um, because they don't just have a bunch of helpless female characters. Exactly. Um, so I and think Merve has totally... always been dependent on yep. a man through this yep. whole series. She's been yep. very dependent on Bora. Yeah. Um, and not like with her job and stuff, but no. just emotionally. And mm-hmm. she was very invested she was very in her invested. relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, no, that is a good point. And – and it would be, again, if she was like our real life friend, it would be wise mm-hmm. of her to not necessarily jump into something else right, right. away, especially with how how blindsided she was by what happened. Yeah. Gosh. Um, you know, I could see there being like, well, yeah, I need to kind of figure out who I am and like, I don't want to bring that mess into I don't want to bring those trust issues and whatever into another relationship. So I think I just kind of need to be on my own for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I could see them actually implementing that. But I I wouldn't be upset if they didn't. If they do wind up together and it does happen kind of fast, like, well, it's a Daisy, like, you know, (laughs) Um, and it would be cute. But, yeah, I don't think there's really – from this point forward, I don't think that there is a bad outcome for Merve. Okay. Um, Is your phone near the – Yes, um, I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. There's just feedback. It's um, the it was it's I can't I have to keep it away from the cord. The microphone That's cord. The, yes. Um so yeah, sorry if you guys heard feedback. Um yeah. So yeah, I don't think there's a bad outcome for her at this point. Mm-hmm. Um because the worst has now happened and it's funny because right. I'm like, you know, I I know we've gone back and forth on Bora a lot, but I'm like, our initial stance was like, ew, this dude was immediately worried about that. And, and I'm like, we were right. Like, our, <laughs> like our initial, like, um, impression of him was mm-hmm. fully correct. Like, we had good discernment with we Bora. We did have good discernment <laughs> because we immediately were like, okay, well, he was just so concerned about getting to keep his job because he has to help his family. Uh-huh. Boom. From the get-go, that was our clue that his family was always going to come first. Even once yep. Merve officially became his family, she was still not yeah. going to be a priority. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, not only, yes, good discernment on our part, but consistent writing where i'm almost like yes. okay clearly i mean it seems like the actor either co- his contract ran out he maybe mm-hmm. went to another series so maybe this wasn't necessarily always the way they expected it to play out with him off the screen but right. i would be curious to know if it always was their plan from episode one for them to not work out like mm, because it feels very consistent this does not feel out of the blue this does right. not feel um, just being thrown in for the sake of drama. Maybe the way they had mm-hmm. to, to go about it is different than what they expected because, again, they have to do it all with him off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I would be surprised if this wasn't the intended outcome from the get-go just based on all these little things we've seen from him. Even though there would yeah. be other things where it kind of redeemed him a little bit in our eyes. We're like, okay. Sure. Um, but, yeah. So. Yeah. 
Anyhow. All right. So, yeah. How do you think she's going to find out? Do you think he's actually going to tell her or do you think she's going to stumble upon, like, a photo in her purse that she forgot to, like, put away in the box? Is Yeah, it gonna... I think it's going to be an accident. I know we initially thought – or I initially thought mm-hmm. Burak would do something horrible. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to end up being an accident. Um, either overhearing mm-hmm. or stumbling upon something – yeah. In, yeah, because the the little the little signs are kind of adding up. Like Elul almost grabbing her phone when Demir was calling. Uh-huh. The whole Vidot, the Vidot. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So when you've had a history with somebody, mm-hmm. that would be very difficult to hide and not yeah. say anything that is going to out, out you. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. I'm. If it's not going to be Demir telling her, mm-hmm. then, I mean, then obviously no matter what way she finds out outside of that, it's going to suck. But I would rather it be her putting context clues together because right. there's nothing quite as humiliating as someone being like, hey, let me flip the light bulb for you. And then, like, you're in there, you're in someone's presence when you're realizing something humiliating like or right that you're overwhelmed by like at least if she's by herself putting together context clues it's like yeah she's still going to be upset she's still probably going to be a little humiliated but it's See, not happening I, with an audience and I have a bad feeling it's going to be in front of Elul <laughs> and that Elul is going to like mm-hmm. feel horrible mm-hmm. and try to comfort her or something and like mm-hmm. oh my gosh I didn't know you didn't know or or she she does know that she doesn't yeah. know um but like I, I just have a bad feeling that Elul is going to be there when it mm-hmm. happens. Oof. And Demir won't be there. Mm-hmm. And because I can't see if 19 is going to be really angsty, mm-hmm. I can't see it coming straight from Demir's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes it worse if, yeah. she, if she doesn't hear it from him. It's true. Yeah. I mean, think episode 15 of EK uh-huh. when John overhears Emre and Sanem and then and six. It, was 16 way worse rips our hearts out than, yeah yeah mm-hmm. mm. so that's what i have a i have a bad feeling <laughs> so it's not but either way we're both in agreement that she's not going to be told she's going to figure it out yes but yes you some think big, you think, I think some big will sign okay. will happen or and she'll it'll see click. something mm-hmm. and it'll be like oh crap what does this mean but she'll have an audience or at least one person yeah okay I'm still going to stick with my hopefully she's by herself and figures it out just for poor, so. just for poor Celine's sake. <laughs> and everybody listening is like, ha, 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 dummy, neither of those things happens. <laughs> yeah. Because you're oh, never man. right. But anyways, mm-hmm. so, well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, thank you for sticking with us uh, since the beginning of the year for this. I can't believe we're like already in the home stretch. Five five episodes left. So um yeah, I think we've said all that there is to be said. So thank you for tuning in, you guys. Um, as always, you know, um links are in the episode notes for where you can find us, where you can find podcast merch. Um, and assuming I actually remember to do this, I will have the poem linked that Demir read from in um the episode notes. So Uh, thank you again and we'll see you guys next week for volume 18 when inevitably everything's gonna hit the fan um so until then good shoes close to call